Welcome to Co-op Mode. I'm Mike Espy. Hi, I'm Josh Ackerman. Hey, I'm Chris Lowe. Hey, and I'm Ben Teed. How are all of you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Yay. Back from E3 as Josh. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yep. I'm playing some games. All that good stuff. Like games. all us unfortunate Midwestern folks wouldn't be able to do, or couldn't do. And this is episode 24, and we are playing, and we played Outland. So, it, well, oh yeah. Oh, I'm oh, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure we all have something to say about this game, obviously. But uh, but before we do, before we do, one of us was very awesome to attend uh, a conference, just, or yeah, very lucky enough to uh, attend this just this little known conference called E3. Just a little thing. It's no big fucking deal by any means. But uh, yeah, oh, no, I'm just kidding. It's a really big deal. Uh, Josh. Lucky, yeah, he, he's very lucky. Uh, was able to attend E3, so I'm gonna let Josh take it away. Go for it, sir. All right. Uh, where should I start here? Well, um, the first day I spent most of my time in the, I think it was the West Hall, and uh, that was kind of like the big um, publishers. Or not the publishers, but like the big, um, you know, like Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft, like all had their presence there. Um, it wasn't really like the actual like development studios; those were over in the West Wing. So I kind of spent my second day on that. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. So my my girlfriend was working at uh, Nintendo, and so she was kind of like, you know, in her Mario hat, demoing like all the games. So <laughs> oh, a awesome. little bit of time over there when I first got there, just like screwing around, playing, um, like, the, uh, Nintendo actually had a decently strong showing, as far as Nintendo goes, now, as you might imagine, it was all first-party stuff, but, like, you know, yeah. franchises you would expect, they had Pikmin 3 there, they had, uh, the new Mario Kart, shut they up, had, they had Mario Kart, they had the new Mario Kart, which looks really awesome, by the way, what, good. really, does it look like, yeah. does it look like Mario Kart Wii awesome, or, like, Mario like Kart... This isn't like a Josh joke. No, it had it had kind of a I don't know. It was like a more. I mean, of course, it's the same style that like you know that these uh, you know Mario Kart games have looked as far as our direction goes. But it it was a little bit different. Um, It it had a little bit of a different like realistic tilt to it. So that was kind of cool. It had these cool like features where like you could drive up on the side of walls. What? Instead of just yeah, instead of just going straight, like in some of the courses were just really interesting in the way that like uh, they changed the gameplay up. So Man. that's cool. That was pretty cool. They had a new Donkey that's Kong. For the Wii U or the 3DS? It's the Wii U. These were all Wii oh. U titles. Uh, you use the pad for that the game pad. The, the game pad is extraordinarily retarded. So <laughs> it made any of these Wait, awesome what was, games what was? Like, irrelevant. The game but, pad. The game yeah, pad. Really. The game pad is just. It's stupid, but... Uh, is that your first time playing a Wii U? Yeah, it was, actually. It's the first time I've ever actually held that big ham in my hands. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's 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 not good. I don't like it at all. But but the games themselves were pretty good that they had there. So um, it's nice to see that they're, they, they, you know, have a big wave of first-party games that they're assaulting the game industry with. Because they really need it right now. They really need it bad. 
So yeah. they, they've got a lot of good titles. They didn't have uh, super, the new Super Smash Brothers on display, which I was really was the only one that I was hoping they would have there. So, so they didn't show anything on that. No, not on this new oh, Super Smash I mean, Bros. They didn't. They did things. have. They did have, and this was probably my favorite one that they had there, Bayonetta Two. Oh, that's oh, right. That, no shit. That's exclusive yeah. to the Wii U, isn't it? Yes, it is, which is yeah. an odd choice, but yeah. uh, so wild. That's right. unfortunate. Upsetting. <laughs> it is unfortunate because it was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. That uh, that my girlfriend's favorite game too. <laughs> So, anyway, but uh, on to the important stuff. Uh, the next area, um, kind of chronologically, like, or I guess geographically within the uh, the hall was Microsoft. So, or I'm sorry, it was Sony. So, they had a shitload of PS3, uh, um, like, kind of areas set up, too, where they had, they had at least, like, 16 Last of Us displays, like, you know, all with consoles just playing The Last of Us. So, obviously, this they was... They have a multiplayer set up? Uh, no, this was all single-player demo. Oh. So it was just kind of like two different stages um, that you could play through, and they were showing it off. It was still a couple days before release. So they did have PS4. So uh, the first game I played on PS4 was... Uh, hey, watch out, dog. Uh, was... <laughs> it was a free-to-play uh, first-person shooter. It was like oh. Retribution, something like that. Oh, uh, Blacklight? Uh, Blacklight. Is that, uh, it? Is that what it is? I have to look Blacklight it up. Retribution? Blacklight Retribution. Yeah, that might be it. So it's basically it's a free-to-play first-person shooter um, that is already out on PC, and yep, uh, it. it's going to be free-to-play at launch, basically, of the PS4. That's kind of um, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, the game itself played pretty decently. Um, I don't think it's going to be a Halo killer or anything like that, but um, for free-to-play, yeah, I mean, you know. They ain't bad. I don't know. I don't know many games for the, you know, for the at least for Sony. It's free to play. I've always seen a bunch of, uh, you know, on Steam at least. You know, this game's free to play. This game's free just to play. five one four and DC online. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and there are apparently uh, several titles that are launching free to play on the PS4. So that's something that, that I think is going to be a little bit that's bigger. Good idea. Yeah. It is. Buy the box, and you don't even have to buy a game. Right, exactly. I think that kind of sweetens the deal, um, you know, the fact that you don't have to drop an extra hundred bucks to just play a couple of games with your new system. You know, you can you've got some stuff you can play out of the box. So I imagine the the, the way they're gonna make money is microtransaction because I know with TF two, it's that yeah. game, that game's free to play. But thing is, they make so much money just through just through this this just through the TF two store alone, just for additional items, ridiculous. Just so they can customize the look of their characters, and that's how they make their money now. It's it's genius. Right, right. that's exactly right. how. It is because I mean, there's only two models you can really adapt for a free to play um, yep. to monetize. Right, it's either ads or microtransactions. Yep. So microtransactions is the way they're going, and uh, I don't know the specifics of it because I haven't played it on PC. But um, you know, whether it's me- weapons, maps, etc. But the gameplay itself was good, but the most important thing was that I got to hold the damn controller and actually like play a first-person shooter with it. Okay, Josh, give us so, give us a scoop on this one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. First, describe that controller. How did it feel? It it's feels- so much better than the DualShock Three. It is it is a big improvement. The depressions in the thumbsticks make a big difference, believe it or not. Um, and grip, I I hate the convex like 
sticks that they have on DualShock 3. I think it's it, it's not um, it's not optimal for any kind of shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel like my, my hands are kind of like slipping off of them at times. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you uh, definitely don't aim and shoot with those sticks. No, you With those don't. triggers. Yeah, no, you don't. Um, I don't know if it was just the shape of the controller or whether it, this was actually true, but it seemed like the sticks are a little bit farther apart as well. Um, so, oh, oh, the analog sticks. Yeah, which is good because I, that's a, another problem that I have with DualShock 3 is that my thumbs are so damn close together that it just feels awkward, like they're hitting each other. Yeah. When, like, you know, in the heat of the moment. Um, you know, the hands of a Japanese man. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's a damn good point. Maybe I'm just, just not Asian enough for it. My Asian girlfriend just gave me an evil eye when I said that. <laughs> but uh, no, the uh, of course uh, the big story on the controller though is kind of the triggers now, and uh, they, they feel really good. Rest assured that uh, it, it's a big improvement. Um, I I don't know that when you get a hold of this versus the Xbox One controller, you're going to say definitively that the uh, PS4 controller is better. But I think uh, they're pretty much on a level playing field now. It's kind of, you know, which one do you prefer? It's hard to beat the Xbox controller, right? The, the current Xbox 360 controller is damn near perfect. In my it's hard to It's hard telling. I mean, it's hard to come up with a way to improve it, really. It is, and, and uh, they, did, they didn't really. The Xbox One controller is basically the exact same thing with, like, the added, you know, buttons and that little, like, top strip on the top of it. There's really not much difference at all. So yeah. um, There's more stuff on the PS4 controller, right? You got that touchpad and then that... uh got the touchpad, yeah. And sensor I, for the eye. Yeah, and, you know, who knows how much they'll use that now that they're not prepackaging uh, the eye in with the actual system. So, you know... I have a feeling that that's not going to get a lot of third-party support and thus could just die with the system anyway. That's been a big story on IGN lately. But uh, regardless, uh, the, the little light looks cool. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's nice to have that support should the eye actually take off. But I don't know. The, the touchpad was used in that game just for, like, gestures. Um, so basically, like, you could taunt or you could, like, give gestures to, like, your teammates type of thing. Um, with different swipes on the pad. And then, uh, of course, the gamepad does, like, click down as a button itself as well. So uh, did, that... did, it, did it improve your gameplay experience, or did you feel like it was just, it's kind of there to be there sort the, of thing? Oh, the touchpad? Yeah. No, it's just kind of there to be there in that game. Okay. Um, just, I, just, just, game? just that game, okay. Yeah, in that particular game, it was just kind of, a, you know, it's there. Which game? Uh, the Retribution. Oh, so it didn't do anything in that one? No, I, it did. It did, like, taunts and stuff oh. like that. Yeah. So it wasn't oh. anything uh, real game-changing that they were using okay. it for. But Okay. The teabag button. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Teabag. So what else today? Uh, so I was surprised how many games weren't playable there. I still get to see a lot, but I, I, I would have loved to have get, gotten my hands actually on a playable demo of, like, Watch Dogs. And oh, uh, fortunately, so I did not. But I uh, met all the developers, got to talk to them a little bit. Actually, I sat in a room. It was just me and, like, ten other people, and we watched them play through the demo and, like, you know, do a live demo of the game. So that was kind of cool. Did you, did you guys get to speak to the developers, or was it just more of, like, come in, watch, then leave, then next week? Um, it, yeah, I mean, I, I stayed and just, like, 
you know, talk to him a little bit afterwards. Um, okay. They they didn't have a whole lot of time. Like it wasn't like you could just sit down and Q and A with them because it was like there was like a line of people. Yeah. You know, waiting in line to get in there and have your viewing and like watch them play and then like get out. So. <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta keep a schedule going. So all right. Yeah, yeah, but it was cool to see it played live. I mean, obviously, they had, I'm sure, rehearsed this over and over again, so it was kind of automatic. So you got to see what that looked like without, like, streaming it online. So you saw it running off a of P- Was it running off a of PC or a console, did they say? PlayStation 4. He had to play right there in the controller. So I got one concern. How did the textures look? <laughs> it looked really good. It looked really, really good. That was uh, those textures look high res. Oh yeah, what yeah. about the shadows? Oh so nice. Could you see aliasing in the shadows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not from where I was sitting. It looked pretty damn good. Oh, it's so good. Sorry, yeah. watching, if you it guys chanting Tatum good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, but they had it was like. The, the, Theaters of uh, like for that game was like right next to the um, Quantic Dream Theater and uh, the oh, Infamous Second, Second Son Theater. Oh, ooh. So um, set it on Infamous Second Son, which looked really great too. The smoke effects oh, that, on that that wasn't playable. No. Oh wow. So yeah, I know it was kind of bizarre. Well, I mean that being said, Second Son is not a launch title. That's not coming out till like February. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Okay. So I guess I could see how that yeah. is not possible. But Watch Dogs is like, come the fuck on, man! It's it's playable day one. Like it's 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 a launch title. So yeah, I, I would I would I would have thought that if it's going to be a launch title on day one, at least that would have been playable. The second son I can understand because I, from from a, from a business standpoint, you don't want to blow your wad way too early. You kind of want to make right. people keep keep people interested in that, once it's in that system. That was the first right. announcement of that game. So, or no, that wasn't the first announcement. They announced it in February. But yeah. the second, this is the second coming. You expect at least one event before you actually right. make it playable. Right, and maybe it'll be playable at GDC or something like that. But unfortunately, I'm sure Sony will have probably like their own event will be playable. Yeah, it's worth noting too that uh, some of these games that weren't playable on the show floor um, were playable. In other areas, like there were private press events, so there were a lot of like rooms and stuff where I'm pretty sure, and I saw at least one where like Killzone, I could see like press people like playing it like way up in a corner, and I tried to like sneak up there, but I got fucking canned. So they were like, "Wait, wait, wait, are you press?" I was like, "No." <laughs> well, you know, as like co-op. Co-op mode podcast. Maybe you yeah. Maybe you heard of us. <laughs> I should have said that. Damn it! Uh, but uh, <laughs> I demand satisfaction. You pull off a glove and slap him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, and challenge them to a duel. <laughs> should have. So I played Drive Club too. Drive Club. I wasn't impressed with. That was oh. the least impressive thing that I played on PS4 for sure. Like I, I don't know. It just it looked impressive in the demo, but that uh, and the demo that we got to see but then when i actually played it it didn't look that good at all like it didn't look much better than like a current gen gran turismo oh wow so what's the, what's the so, deal with that game what's what's its thing what do you mean i mean it can't just be like a racer is there something special about it is it like a- uh well the whole idea is is that it's like the ultimate 
immersive experience. When if you if you watch the um, like E three announcement demo, it's basically like shows like it's like you're getting into the car like in first person. Like you're the camera's shaking and you're like closing the door and like it shows your hand like starting the car and like all this shit and it's like just like super re- retarded detailed. Like they they rejected. Uh, like quality control rejected uh, one of their car models because oh. of the wrong kind of screw in the floor mat of one of these McLarens or something like that. So uh, this was the um, lead developer that was telling me this, and I'm like, "What? I'm like, get out of here!" <laughs> Which is cool, but like then I play the game and I'm like, "It's not really that awesome." But, but I don't know. It's not my kind of game anyway, so I didn't really expect. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you normally play like driving games and stuff? Not really, not really. I, uh, it doesn't involve do running over a hooker. What'd you say, Chris? I do, go ahead. Not if it doesn't involve running over a hooker. <laughs> exactly. There's no hookers to run over while I'm playing it. Well, that's automatically, you know, no good. Yeah. Is yeah. there is there anything it's else? Like, you... That the most uh, impressive looking race game I saw there was Need for Speed. A visual looked awesome. So, is there anything uh, so anyway, I'm quickly run through the things I got to see. I got to see Battlefield 4. I got to see uh, Knack. I got to see, um, let's see, what other PS4 games. They had, other, I feel like I'm missing one of, at least one of them. Well, I saw a Killzone uh, demo with the um, developers. Um, it wasn't a demo that anyone has seen um, it wasn't the demo from E3, basically, that they showed, you know, where he's, like, jumps in that helicopter. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a different one. It was, like, in a forest. How'd that look? Cool. It looked good, man. It looked really good. There were a few things that, like, so irked me where I was like, man, this all looks so good. And then, like, you couldn't get, like, the physics right on this, like, rope. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It's just, like, small things that when it looks that good already, like, you notice things like that. So yeah. they still they still have uh, you know several months until launch. So maybe well, that, that's true. But I mean, it's one of those things like when you have the, when when your games are gonna be super HD, realistic, and all that, you're start you're start noticing immediately like the smallest things because everything is going down to super fine detail. Right. Yeah. Could unbat uncanny valley happen outside of living things? Could it happen in inanimate things? Okay. Like, you look at a tree, and it looks so real, but if just one thing is off about that tree, all of a sudden, it's just weird? I, I think I think so. In in some cases, I think so. But... that, that That's going to be... I guess anyways. we'll be able... I guess we're going to have to wait for, you know, for the launch, and whenever we actually do buy these consoles and get these games, we'll be able to, you know, decide for ourselves and go from there. Uh, yeah. is, that, is that gonna be it? Is that it? Is that it, Josh? Or you got more to share with us? Oh well, I played Rise. If you want to hear that? Oh, go yes. I mean that. Uh, that at least that demo from E3, from what we saw, looked pretty awesome. I mean, like the one of the biggest, impre- you know, the most impressive thing I found about that game was the environment. It just, it just Rise. that the scale was, for lack of a better word, epic. So yeah, uh, yeah, it it. it was cool. I play. I, what I played was exactly that demo. Pretty okay. much. Okay. All right. It, it didn't deviate it, much at all. Was it as much of a QTE game as I think it was by looking? Yes. <laughs> was that the was answer? That bad? Is, um. You know what? I don't know. And that was I. 
I got to do kind of a Q&A with the lead developer while I was in line because he was just, like, shooting the shit in between, like, um, like press interviews because they had just people interviewing him, like, constantly. And he was just, like, in between, he would, like, come over and be like, hey, you guys excited to play it, you know? Hope you guys enjoy it type of thing. And I just kind of, like, you know, was shooting the shit with him and talking about it. Um, mm -hmm. And he was talking about how, you know, I asked him about the combat. And I'm like, how is the combat going to change? You know, a lot of people are talking about how it's QTE um, and everything. And he's like, well, you know, it'll change because you'll unlock all these, like, finishing moves. That's kind of what they're calling these QTEs is finishing moves. Like, you'll unlock these finishing moves um, the farther you progress. And you you, you spend, like, uh, skill points on them. Mm -hmm. Um. But, you know, it sounds like your combos of your, you know, just normal attacks will also branch out um, from where it is. Because in the demo, it was sort of, I mean, you got like four different like slashes that you did and none of them were really that fluid or cool. Okay. So I feel like there, were, there was a lot to be desired with the combat and its current state, but the presentation of it was really awesome. Was that press conference demo? Um, it looked like there was a scene where you might actually be controlling, like, a squad? Like, yeah. did that, did so that the, seem pre-canned, or...? Um, not really. I mean, you could, you could give commands, like, to your archers and stuff like that. Uh, what was coolest to me wasn't that part. It was really, like, the part where um, their archers were shooting at you while you're storming the beach, and you can kind of control, like, the entire wall of your army and like when you hold I can't remember what button it was that's like the, your signal to them to like put up your shields and like make it a human wall so that when these arrows fly down they all like hit your uh, shields and if you don't do it on time like a bunch of your guys will die nice. and uh, so then like it's basically like this you know timing thing where you gotta like wait until they shoot let them hit your uh, shields and then you can like put those down and then you throw your spears at them and you basically keep going until you've like killed all of them on the wall could you like command your troops at will did that seem like it was just at that moment not at all in the demo at least it was like when they wanted you to be able to do that okay so, so okay. my biggest concerns yeah uh, you know are that it's too canned it's a little bit too on the rails um and you know they need to find a way to make the combat more interesting it looks uh, cool i mean as long as they have I mean that overall like, it looked like a lot of different it looked like a lot of different things were happening. So that looked cool as long as they can keep it fresh as you're playing. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it was just a very small chunk of the gameplay, so you know. Uh at that, at that point in that demo when I was watching it, I remember thinking to myself when I saw the archers, I'm like, please let him order in troops and raise their shields like in Gladiator. Please let them do that right now. And then they did yes. that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was good. And uh, you know, like I said, uh, it was my first chance to kind of get my hands on the Xbox One controller. And it, it feels good. It feels pretty much exactly the same as the uh, 360. So That's awesome. Well, just so oh, you know, I don't, I don't care about any of those games. All I know, I'm getting Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so that so that's your that's your favorite announced new game of the show. Yeah, man. Honestly, it is. It really is. There, is. is there anything that's not a sequel or like new? No, I no. I mean, no, I mean, I do like. Uh, I'm interested in Watch Dogs. I'm interested in Rise. But like, my favorite one is Kingdom Hearts Three, just because I've been waiting for so long for a sequel to wrap everything up. Because I've done a lot of replaying. 
and I played this, you know, not really spin-offs because they actually contribute to the main story still. But I'm I really wanted like an official, like an official Kingdom Hearts game on a on a console. And I fi- I'm finally getting it. I think the last one came out. Yeah, and- shit. And PSP stuff ain't nothing official about yeah. it. Yeah, man. I mean, there's there's nothing. No, really, there is not anything official about it. And I think the. Mean? Le- I mean, like side stories or. They're, they're, they contribute to the main story, but the thing is, it's just on the council itself. It's a bigger. It's much more interesting on the council because or, the worlds are much bigger, and you have a lot more to do. And plus, I'm not really a big fan of playing on a mobile device in general. I mean, I'm not a big fan of playing. On a Game Boy Advance or PSP. When would you, when would you even play them? Oh. Right. But yeah, anyway, I'm just happy. That's that's my pick of E3. I'm just I just can't wait until my, it releases. Yeah, and I was gonna ask, was there anything besides that though? Like, was there anything? Was there anything that like you didn't know? Like, I knew the new Metal Gear was coming out, right? Yeah. But I'm not was gonna there say. A new announcement? Like, was there a new uh, an awesome yeah. surprise besides like sequels and stuff? Like, was there something, like, a, a new property? Announcement of a new uh, for, me, for me, it was the new Plants vs. Zombie game. <laughs> really? Dude, I saw a game, like, That's I was cool. in a, again, I was in a theater uh, just with the developers, and we got, like, an extended gameplay demo. That game looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I thought it looked great, but I, I would have never guessed. Neither would I. I don't think anyone would have. That's why it was such a surprise. It was like, I for me, mean, for me, no, for, I meant for you. announced that. I mean,. For me, like you know, I I really I was really interested in Rise, and I had such a good time watching that that E3 uh, that demo of Plants vs Zombies. Like I'm like, this is so freaking ridiculous that it's it's so much it looks so much fun. Like there's there's like there's no way we could pass this up. There's no way. Yeah, I'm like. It's really, really cool, and it was really hilarious. You didn't get to see uh, in the on the E3 conference that was like streamed was like <laughs> the intro to like this this these levels. Oh, it was the are battlefield, like, wasn't it? Purely ripping off like Modern Warfare. Like it uh, says, like you know, guard. It's like you know, types in in like green like DOS letters like O six hundred the Garden. <laughs> it's like really ominous sounding, and uh, yeah, there's just a lot of really funny touches to it. But uh, my game of the show officially though is Destiny for sure. Oh wow! So did you did you get to go see that then? Like a good demo yeah, of it? Yeah, uh, I waited three hours in line to see that. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, I that's, got uh, I got some cool bungee stuff. I got like a T-shirt and I got a signed like uh, Destiny artwork. Oh, so they bought your stuff. But but uh, it was cool. I mean, it was a live gameplay demo. And, uh, um, you know, it was very similar to the stuff that we saw at the conference, but he did screw around still and, like, show us, like, the environment. Like, he walked backwards, basically. You know how in the conference you saw, like, that huge building, the huge rusty building, and there's, like, all the, like, stuff growing over it, and they just (coughs) straight into it? I actually think I missed that part of the conference. So, like, what was in the demo? Man. (laughs) Uh, You just go watch it. It's it's okay. fantastic. That's, that's the best way to put it. They, they show basically it was like a co-op. Um, two of them just shooting through like uh, a level inside of this basically like compound. Uh, but basically like they start out outside and like you see all the forests and the greenery and all like the environment around him. And he just turns around and he's like, we are going to go in here and like shoot some shit. But he's like, for right now, I'm just going to turn around and I'm just going to show you the game environment. So he like walks to this cliff basically and he looks out over this vast expanse of like the environment and there's all these crazy like 
broken cities and stuff like that and like uh you know ruins and like uh huge just like the draw distance is ridiculous right you can see like the detail on all this stuff just like you would in real life and he's like yeah that's not painted that's all actual like gameplay in-game like stuff that you're going to visit throughout the game oh so seriously like, well, I'm, I'm told too i'm told too that when you're actually there watching it on those hd monitors it looks yeah. nothing like what we're seeing at home on streaming on a on a little you know, YouTube channel or something like that. Like, it's just, it cannot compare. Yeah, it looks pretty incredible. And uh, they were playing uh, on a PS4. Ah, uh, nice. Good yeah. to know, man. Good, good to know. It's so, so, so crazy how that works out. I was, I was really stoked on it. It, it looks like it's going to be uh, the next Halo for sure. Alrighty. And so. Josh, thank you very much for uh, sharing your E3 experience. And I'm sure just from you talking about it, I, I I think we're all pretty stoked and amped for uh, for at least a PS4 to, and you know get our hands on that and some of the That's games right. too. So anyway, next up, I, the, I would the, be happy with either. I know the ma- next up to the, the main feature, which is Chris's pick, Outland. And uh, I'm going to read you the synopsis from IGN if it really is a synopsis because it's yeah. I'm just going to read you anyway. An action platformer with a combined interactive interactivity system based on polarity outland focuses on a hero who can switch between light and dark forms and an ability an ability he'll need to exploit in order to destroy monsters and avoid attacks he'll take damage from opposite colored bullets but will be impervious to those of the same polarity he'll also only be able to control objects that match his polarity by switching between forms He'll be able to solve platforming puzzles and crush enemies in this mysterious new land he finds himself in. God, that's a mouthful. Ugh. So the release date was April 27th, 2011. Uh, it, it's a genre action. It's a 2D side-scroller, by the way, people. It was published by Ubisoft, and developer was Housemark or Housemarquee. I believe it's Housemarquee, if you pronounce it correctly. And earlier I said, I believe I said, this is Chris's pick. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, so, Chris, why did you? Uh, what What was the reason behind this pick? Did you? Was it word of mouth, or did you just look at a list of games and say, "Oh, that looks cool"? Speak your mind. Kind, kind of, kind of a little bit of both. Okay. It was something that when it came out back in 2011, I was interested in it because of what I read from a review. Because the whole uh, thing with the uh, the color changes sounded interesting, and I remembered that from a game called uh, Ikaruga. On the GameCube, it was a old school uh, uh, like spaceship shooter, and uh, it's kind of the same mechanic of like you switch colors and you can't get hurt by things of that color, but you can only hurt other things with that specific color. That sounded interesting, and then I thought it was probably going to be like a Metroidvania type game, <laughs> which I really enjoy. So I know a combination of that and some reviews, I was, and it was on my list of stuff, and it was free on playstation plus so i was like it's time to play, try this give this one a try <laughs> and i'll start off, i'll start off by saying that i'm no offense uh even though i had i had agreed to play on the playstation 3 uh i'll say this i'm very happy that i didn't because when i was playing uh by the way ben and i did, even though ben played it first through single player mode and he couldn't beat the last boss i played this game twice pretty much pretty much you played the game twice then him and i did co-op now, I'm very happy that we are able to communicate because there were times where it just got so damn frustrating to 
you know, just get this past, you know, one particular part. So him and I had to talk through each other about what we're doing. And I, when I thought about it even more while playing on the 360, I, I kept saying to myself, gosh, I'm very glad that I didn't have to play on the PS3 because that would have been hard. That I would point out, too, that there is no in-game chat uh, for this game. Like, we had to, we had to go wow. through party chat and whatnot. It was, yeah. it was pretty strange. Uh, on Xbox? Yeah. 360, oh. yeah. Okay. That's, That's really weird. bizarre. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, and it was it was really strange because in the in uh, playing it uh, through single player first, uh, really kind of getting the cool, like, with with this game and with, with uh, pretty much now with all other games, like, I've become really fascinated by, uh, what is it called, like, mechanics, like, game mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like those, those are way more fascinating to me than with a, that uh, in terms of like the experience than anything else. Like I, almost, it's getting to the point where it's almost surpassing story for me. Which, if you know me, that's that's really strange. Um, same here. But but like that, I mean, it's the same thing that we talked about at E3. You know, none of these games do I, I do I have any idea whether or not I know for sure that they're good or not. But so long as they have new and interesting mechanics that I'm really interested in it. And that's kind of what leads me to to Outland, where this mechanic of switching between these two worlds, pretty much, you're, you're, uh, you're, you, can, you can switch to red form or blue form in, in which to pass through unscathed from, from different um, little dots and obstacles. And, and sometimes uh, obstacles in the world will activate or deactivate uh, depending on what color you are. Yeah. And, uh, and on one level... When you're doing it by yourself, you got one person to look after. It's just you and whatever color you're on. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other game when you play that co-op because it it certainly does account for your other player uh, <laughs> being blue and you being blue at the same time and stuff like that. Like the game was so much harder playing actually playing it co-op, and it was kind of an interesting like uh difficulty up upping you know like and i'd be i pretty much got through the whole game except for that last boss um <laughs> both playthroughs i did not beat the last boss so i haven't technically beaten this game this is the first game i think we've we've reviewed that i haven't 100 percent completely finished but i'm at the last boss and 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 so like you know yeah but but like playing it by yourself compared to playing it with a with a pal like it's night and day I think because the game wasn't so bad. I mean, it, it, the difficulty was just enough to get you by. There were some moments in in a and specifically uh, every every boss battle, but that first one um, that was that was just it's a headache. It's it was a headache, mean, man. It's so it, yeah, it's unforgiving, and um and a lot of the design elements are are very old school, like past. Mm-hmm. I, I would say past uh past gen. And the reason why I, I the re, and I'll, I can go into that if you guys want me to go, go ahead, go ahead. I know where you're going. Well, I know where you're going with this, man. Yeah, uh-huh. and pre, well, pretty much the the checkpoints. They, I mean, they definitely don't ba- baby you with the checkpoints. I don't know if you guys notice this when you're playing, but like I would die a lot, and oh yeah, it, it would start start you back so far. It would start you like pretty much at the beginning of the level, or like you have to hit these checkpoints or whatever. Like it will sound like the hedgehog type tech checkpoints. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And um, <laughs> and you're crawling. There are some times where you're just 
you're like at the, that last scene in Journey where you're crawling through the snow. You're like crawling to the fucking <laughs> to the checkpoints. Me and SB especially. Ugh, did you get there? I can't get off this ladder and stuff like that. Oh, it was so it was so nuts. We probably did this game in about four settings too. Yeah. Four settings. It's not very long, but man, is it hard. It's and uh, it, yeah. The, the, the the co-op aspect there's times i was wondering is it like i kept thinking is it just the way the game's designed or am i that bad of a player in this game like i mean it could be both but there's times i feel like i i felt like that the, the design of the game was just there's no way to put it it's just mean and especially when it comes to those boss battles that i i got i gotta tell you ben i don't know how on earth you could beat that last boss by yourself because we had we had such a hard time, like it was so effing hard, with just two people. It was so hard. It was like almost it's completely unforgiving, and that's what this game is. It's when it comes to the boss battles, like we've been like with with these current gen games that we've been playing, and this game coming out in 2011. Man, this 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 harkens back to like old school side scroller games. I mean, like if you die, you have to start that shit over, way over, man. And you're just like. Mm-hmm. And we like like I said, we've been babied with you know save points, you know quick saves, uh, you know with these current gen games or and now it's gonna be next gen. And f- to play this game, I'm not sure it's just that because I'm just so maybe babied by our the way things are right now. But I don't know. This game is just mm-hmm. it felt like it was more work than enjoyment. That's I think that's what the bottom line here for me is. Josh, did you? you know, oh, sorry. I, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I, I don't think it's that like other games have babied you because like there are games that are really hard, but you you can also feel a sense of like getting better as you play. Yeah. Whether it's just I mean whether it be a combination of like trial and error or just you getting better, or maybe even rote memorization of like what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, but That's I never felt that. I no, I didn't feel that in this game. I didn't feel like I could ever get better. I didn't feel like like. I didn't feel like the mechanics were in such a way that I'm getting better, unless it's just my abilities were getting better. Right, Josh. How, Josh, what's uh, sorry? We've been, Ben and I've been blabbing a lot. Uh, what's your? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you do? You do you feel the same way? Like, do you feel like it? Uh, at least with my question, do you feel like it was more work and then enjoyment? And also with Chris's uh, with Chris Chris's response, do you feel like it's um. You know, like you, you, fe- you fe- actually felt like you didn't make any progress with, you know, with the character. Uh, I do. Um, I, I think my complaint sometimes is with these kind of games in general. Um, I think that this is, you know, I, I don't know. I think that my view toward gameplay has changed since the time when these games were the norm. Yeah. And I think some of that. Um, as beloved as some platformers are, like Mario, some of that at the time I think was artificially uh, extending the life of the game. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you know, like if Mario was easy to get through, you would blow through that thing in like two hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, it's just like the actual like vastness of like the levels and like the you know the amount of content there just isn't as large as you know games that we play today, but games today are much easier by comparison. You don't have to replay the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, I think that's one reason that I, you know, definitely am less tolerant of, uh, 
basically replaying the same portion over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, I don't know. I was, there's so much, uh, there's so many other games to play. <laughs> it's like, all right, I've already played this section like 12 times, and it's just pissing me off at this point. You know, so, it, it, I, you know, uh, you know yeah, go ahead, sorry. fundamental I think, that, that platformers inherently uh, have about them. And you know what? The, the thing is, I when I was playing this game, I thought back to playing Shadow Complex. And the thing is, I know it. I know I. I my one of my biggest complaints. I felt like the power up, the power ups. You know, there seemed to be a, a lull time between one to another. But when I think about Shadow Complex, I felt like even you know, despite, despite the fact I was going back and forth, it's, it's a shooting side scroller game. I felt like I was actually making progression. You know, throughout the game. Whereas this, yeah. th- with this, I'm not feeling that at all. It's just like, right? Okay, you can extend. There's can- a pacing issue, right? Like, the game's not very complex. long, yet somehow you never feel like you're getting anywhere. Yeah. Where Shadow Complex was always rewarding you with like, you know, in five minutes you're gonna get a missile pack, and you know you're gonna get a new ability when you get to this next room. Like you're just always getting something new, and then building this suit up, right? Mm-hmm. Even I mean that even goes back to like Metro or like a super uh, not Super Metroid where you know you're always you're constantly getting missile packs for Samus or getting a new weapon for Samus getting a new ability where here it almost I I mean obviously yeah you're getting some abilities but I didn't I didn't feel like it was happening un, often enough and it was changing things enough that I was being driven by it enough. Yeah, and you know what's even the weird the weird thing is just that that um it the power ups were just like I mean you had to you had different moves that you could do, and so don't get me wrong there, I mean there's there's other moves you can yeah. do besides just slashing, but even so those weren't that compelling or interesting, and it didn't feel like you were doing something very different. No, it really didn't, and and then also I mean. Just, you know, you just had, you know, upgrades. You know, okay, now you have this one power-up. Or you extend your life by one orb or whatnot. It, it, it was just... It, it just didn't feel that rewarding. And, and for the amount of time, especially that Ben and I put in, I honestly did not feel like, wow, man, I feel like I accomplished something right there. And it, and it got to the point where, just for entertainment value, him and I started singing Disney songs. I mean, for crying out loud. I mean... <laughs> We just start blurting out like little. No, 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 Espy. We were singing Disney princess songs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We did sing some Little Mermaid, by the way. <clears throat> you know, like... but uh, like in these types of games, I think there is a difference between when I feel like the developer comes with. I don't know that this is what happened, but I feel like sometimes when they're making the game, they come up with a bunch of abilities, like a skill set for a character, and then they're like, well, we have to create a sense of progression. So let's take them away at the beginning and make them slowly gain them. As opposed to where other games, where from the beginning, you feel like your character can handle themselves, or at the very least, like there's a way that you play a game. Like the beginning of Shadow Complex, where you can't run out in the open and shoot at a bunch of dudes. You kind of have to take them one at a time or get behind cover and stuff or crawl through ventilation. But then as soon as you start picking up the suit, then you start taking on just brand new strategies and taking on dudes, and then they throw more at you. It changes. Where this game, it just felt like, all right, right now I just feel like I just don't have the ability that I should already have. Right. Yeah, and I'm just going from one platform to another platform, mm-hmm. and the enemies 
Yeah. The enemies vary, the obstacles somewhat vary, or they just have this, you know, two of the same or whatnot, and just try to yeah. change it up with the colors and, and all that. And that's that's and, fine and dandy, but the, and, still, it's just not that important. And, and I admit, it can be a hard thing to get right sometimes in games. It's like, oh. I loved I loved the Batman Arkham games, but I will say that both of those games are guilty of that, where it's like, why the hell doesn't Batman already have this gadget? <laughs> Batman! <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know that's true. I, I gotta go to the cave get this thing. Why the fuck don't you have this thing? <laughs> Why did you call in the Batwing to bring it to you? You Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I can give those games a pass though. Those games are fucking awesome. No, but you're able to get past it because you are enjoying the play of it, and you right. are unlocking moves and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean. That's yeah. Just- that's the gamey part. There's, there's. They could have handled it differently to explain it was in the Batman universe, I suppose. But yeah, it's just, it's just what you accept in a game for it to, you know, for you to feel the progression. Mm-hmm. It was weird in the Batman games, but I mean, I accepted it though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna deny that. I mean, so like, aside from that, uh, some of the some of the better aspects of the game is the look. Uh, I, I guess the best way I guess yeah, the, art the art design in this is very it is very beautiful. Uh, I guess I guess the word that Ben and I came up agreeing to is very lush looking. It just it was very soft, especially like the backgrounds itself and, and the, the color palette. Like that feeling. It, it was very it's uh, it's very beautiful. Even the artwork I post on the Facebook page. I I mean that's a pretty good. Uh, I could give a person a good idea of what the game looks like. I mean, looking at some of the screenshots, I was like, wow, this game looks great. I mean, it's it's a beautiful-looking game, but looks can only go so far <laughs> because after a while, I start swearing like a sailor and just getting aggravated just because going back to the gameplay, it's just aggravating. Did you feel like yeah. the gameplay had a, a note? I'm sorry, you go, you go first. Oh, no, then I was just going to remark that, like, it's not like it's so hard from the beginning that you're like, this game is just going to whoop my ass. Like, yeah, I'm not that great at platformers. And, like, I even thought for the first few hours, like, it was just moderately difficult. And then it's just kind of like a difficulty curve that just went up. Like, it spiked, I felt like. And then it was like, wow, this, this, I, <laughs> all of a sudden, I, like, I hate my life. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's once, it get, once it kind of gets done trying to teach you how to play the game, it just kind of. I think it's how Ben and I felt when we started playing. It's like, man, those first two levels weren't so bad, and then it's like, oh my gosh, what in the yeah, world's going well, it, on? It's not. Chris said it though earlier when he said it, it, it's a gradual thing. I think that it gradually gets harder and harder, almost almost perfectly, but it gets to the point where we're barely surviving. That, really? Especially in that last bit, yeah. Oh man! Like, no, like, I felt like it spiked. Uh, not, uh, yeah. I was gonna say I've had games. Maybe I was recently, just bad at recently, it. Even recently, playing uh, Last of Us, where you know you're just you're you're doing what you thought you're supposed to, and then you just keep dying like five or six times in a row. You know, like, it gets really frustrating. But but you can get uh, better at that, though. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but yeah. but the That's thing is, I, I, but... there's this. I was gonna say, yeah. I, I don't know if these. I don't know if they're really comparable. But I felt that because I was enjoying the entire journey. Like I'm not looking at that last boss battle as yeah. like 
complete. I mean, it's it, yeah, it's unpleasant and stuff like that. But I'm lots not of games that. mess up the last ba- boss battle. That's just something yeah. we accept. As long so as everything I, else leading up to that was good. So I'm saying everything. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying everything leading up. Bioshock to messed up the last boss battle. The that first, first that first one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna sit there and and get pissed at the game for for you know where the journey takes you yeah uh-huh. i can't do that but you know it, it, it's got these really cool mechanics in it that that um you know not just uh not just flipping in and out between the red and the blue but you get what what else do they got actually they got this like uh this uh what is it uh like a zoom kind of thing what is that called they had those launch- where, where you're like jumping to what's it called the, those launch pads yeah the launch pads and uh um they have they had oh, like the, they had like the launch pads. Uh, they you had this... calling it the Cyclops power, where you shoot like a beam out of your face. Or I think it's or... like it was almost like a Kamehameha sort of thing, like a Dragon Ball Z. You just basically shoot this this stream of like gold fire, or just like this beam, which will just annihilate you know anything in the on the screen. And it had pretty good range, so it's a pretty much you know it could clear a room if uh, so to speak. I mean it could. Not kill everybody in the you know on site, but you had the ability to control it, and it'll just eliminate your enemies. So that was nice. It was kind of like a freebie, but and you had you were able to slide, uh, do like a you know jump down, then like do like the slam or slash attack. Yeah, that was cool. And you could break um, through. They were really smart too. And when, when uh, like one of us, I was like one of us could go run and get the key. Yeah. They really made it a good point to kind of like bring the other one along. Yeah. Uh, did you feel that, Espy? Because like, were you was... able to split screen? Split screen? Oh, we didn't split oh, screen. No, we played, never mind. Played you weren't couch co-op. No. But could no, no, you? No, I'm sorry. No, no, but no, no, could no. your characters like move far enough away from each other that you were not on the same screen? Yeah. Yes. Okay. There was time completely but, split up in a lot. Re- yeah. A- absolutely. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm sorry. The, continue. The, I just. What was so interesting about that though was even though Espy could have like went further ahead, and sometimes he did to get to the next checkpoint, he was much better at it the second time around than I was. Um, <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, it was one of those things where it was just like they kind of forced me to to tail Espy as much as I c- possibly could, you know. And I thought that was kind of smart too, because how many times could you like can you just have like a cheat the system, you know, girlfriend mode so how, where were they forcing? So how were they forcing you to follow him then? Um, mostly for like, if he died, I had like 25 seconds to get after him. Oh, like uh, there would be a, if he died and he was off screen and he wasn't anywhere near me, um, his like presence or his light aura would show on that, on that part of the screen of the direction I need to be heading. And then on my character, a timer would count down from 25 and I had like 25 seconds to go and rescue, Chris. well, or rather, Espy come rescue me. He had to rescue me like a million times more. <laughs> but yeah, if the, if your partner dies, you die basically, and you have to start over. Whatever the next checkpoint you come to, I mean, so it it's definitely relies on being a co-op game. When it's co-op, it's co-op. I mean, there was a point you where can b- split up completely. You can split up, oh, but man. thing it, but thing is, there's one time this makes where me think of Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> yeah. Was it ever like that where like there's a benefit to split up but you're not going to be as powerful if you're completely Almost split never. Up? I feel like it was almost never. It was never a good idea to split up. It yeah. was always a good idea to stay together cuz we couldn't actually go on to the Achieve next area anything. without each yeah. other. Yeah. And I mean the best way the only way we cheated the system was like okay, we we're having a hard time getting through this one part. 
So either it's like either Ben or Espy, go uh, go get this checkpoint, and then we're just gonna kill ourselves, and then we would die and respawn from that checkpoint further on in the game. So that's how we'd be able like to cheat the system because oh we're, yeah, and there's it would refill your health. Yeah, it would it would refill your health, and you're you were good as new. Uh, and I was just like, man, I mean this that I mean it's it's nice when you can do that, but at the same time, it's like I don't, I feel like I shouldn't have to do that because. Some, it can just get really frustrating. And there's a time where Ben had died, you know, further onto the map. And then there was this blue platform where both of us had to stand on it to activate it and be the same color. But the thing is, I couldn't get up because he wasn't alive. So I waited around for that 25 seconds just to die off. And I'm thinking, holy crap, like, you seriously have to be with each other throughout the entire game. Like, so they there were they did ch- so they even changed puzzles to make them so that there were co-op puzzles. The puzzles yeah, no no everything pretty much stayed the same. It was just so consistent oh. in yeah. keeping everything I I don't know. It's it's hard to say. No 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 like I would say like you know we I play I played the first levels by myself on single player and I would say that throughout our co-op mode the, the big difference was is just that you and I just had to stick together regardless. And that's and the thing is with first pl- when you played in single player mode, I was like, man, I, you know, you had said it yourself. There was times where it's like it's so much easier playing by yourself, and then sometimes with the bo- and you know when it came to the bosses, it was nice just because I didn't have to do that much work with the boss uh, on the boss levels, even though they still felt like a lot of work. But yeah, I, I just couldn't imagine you know doing those single player, and I'm just glad that. At least, at least from a score, you know, at least from my experience in a score standpoint, it probably would have been lower if it was single player. So I'm happy that I got to play the game with you, and you know, you know, made our own little fun entertainment. You know, being a bunch of idiots, you know, singing Disney Princess song along the way. But regardless, I just feel like this. It's just like when you do co-op, it's like it's not kidding. You have to stick together. And it's pretty much a bad idea to go off by yourself. You can't be the Lone Ranger in this one at all. I mean, you you can't do it by yourself. You're not Samus, and you're not you're not a lone wolf in this one. Yeah. I wasn't ever really impressed by like fighting enemies. Me neither. So like it was just weird because I'm wondering like what really compelled you guys to keep playing it because like I never really was super into any of the puzzling or even the platforming because I thought the jumping was kind of weird. I could miss too often when I felt like it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. And then the just, jumping, jumping, jumping off the walls, you mean? I got sick of fighting spiders and spiky <laughs> turtles. I, hey, Ben, what really compelled us to keep playing? Just the same we just... Well, what were you into then? Like, what, what, what was the thing that kept you going in this game? Um... Like, you mentioned mechanics, Ben, so I guess you liked all the color stuff and everything. Oh, the color stuff, all the powers. Uh, it certainly wasn't the story. but uh... Oh, yeah! The story was so awkward. Like, I'm like, Ben, do you know what's going on in this game? And, you know, as we're, as the narrator was, you know, exp- you know, reading what was, you know, was on the screen, I'm just like, I still have no idea what the hell's going uh, on in here. I really don't know. So, it was, it was kind of like Journey in that way, where it's like, something's happening, but I don't know what's happening. Well, at least with Journey, like even without a narrator, the thing is, this game had a narration, and I and I felt like I got a little bit more. You know, at least Journey was much more interesting to decipher on my own, and the story with it with a VO going on, I'm just like, I'm like, what is going on here? This yeah. makes no, no sense. Uh, 
this wasn't i mean i don't know if this is comparable to journey this game this journey puts the journey out front and center and that's the oh i mean my only comparison is that like as you're playing it you don't you're not exactly sure in journey what what's going on because you don't really understand what's being i mean it's even being said in another language yeah, but, there, there's I mean, this definitely like a Mayan or uh, like a Yucatan Peninsula kind of feeling to this to this look, like a lot of South American so, so tribal stuff. Native American type or Central Native American. Type Central stuff. Native America, yeah, a lot of cool stuff like that. Um, but indigenous. W- what kept me going, I guess, was yeah, those mechanics and 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 uh, and just kind of just like it was. It, to be honest, as much as as much as SB and I complain, and so yeah, it was it was pretty fun sometimes to have like a challenge. Yeah. And also me and me and SB uh, trying to beat this together. I mean, I played the game twice. Like it was enough for me to like want to go back and try a co-op experience as well. It That's was good. fun. And and I knew it was short enough to to enjoy, but I knew that difficulty. Like it was like only only after I played it once and then I started playing it again did I realize that this game. Housemark had made a game where, it, on both levels, both levels meaning co-op and single player, it was super challenging. Every time, it wasn't like, oh, I've been here before, blah blah blah. What worked before for me did not work a second time when I played with another player, and that was very interesting. That was something that I don't think playing an identical co- campaign, I think I've ever seen, and I think that's pretty astounding. I still feel very, so it was different. Cool. It was the same person. game, but different each way. Playing single player. Event. Yeah, you're you're literally oh. playing the the exact same carbon copy of the same game, but some some uh, uh, strategies that I would use the first time wouldn't work second time playing with Espy. In fact, a lot of the times we were getting in each other's way, and mm-hmm. that was kind of a learning curve too. Where it's suddenly like, all right, I have to account for this other player who is also blue and red. Uh-huh. So if I turn red and he turns blue. That means we have the ability to kind of protect each other. So, like, things would get spouted out of a blue spout, and I would turn blue and then jump in front of that because I could absorb all the blue orbs while he could run past because he's red, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, we were crossing red and blue platforms that you could only stand on if one of us was red or blue. I know that seems kind of confusing. Now I kind of wish I had played it that way. Yeah. Well, it's, it was cool wow, that, that way. That sounds a lot more interesting. But as a single-player game... It's completely different because you got to account for just yourself. So, so puzzles were really cool. Were you ever really compelled by the fighting, or could you have just done without the fighting? Um, not that I could have done without the fighting. It was um, it was the boss battles that were interesting and fun. They were just so unforgiving. Now your 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 little old like you know cannon fodder little little guys and stuff like that. Sometimes they just got really annoying. Yeah. Uh, just because just because uh. The screen. Not only would you be, uh, in some way, in some ways, it was. Uh, oh, I don't want to say annoying. It, it was more. Uh, it was just extra, extra, super challenging, and that's why I think like some of the backtracking and stuff like that. Like I'd see the same enemies over and over and over again, and that was kind of disheartening. Like the the uh, the the main the main point of I'm sure you guys know this because you guys maybe have gotten at least to the first boss, right? Um, where you where you work your way through the the level, the point of the level is to pretty much find the new ability. Then you find the key, and then you beat the boss. So some points in the game, and I'm trying to think of what exactly those those moments are in case those develop the developers are listening or something like that. If the if if 
if Housemark is listening, you know, I, I, I just want to say, like, some of that backtracking just wasn't necessary. Like, I feel like you could have made it much more, well, I don't want to say this. It's much more linear instead of having to go all the way up to this corner and then back down and then all the way up to this corner and then back down. Like, you're seeing that, that area, that hub area of this level more than once. Yeah. And, the, and those little frog creatures jumping around get a little annoying after a while after you beat <laughs> your millionth one. Um, the way that a lot of good games deal with that is by just unveiling a shortcut that wasn't initially accessible, but now that you've accessed the shortcut, it takes you right back to where you need to be towards the beginning of the level. That happened a few times. That happened a few times. There's teleportations. Like there's a, a teleportations available. It's it's available in, later on in the game. But the thing is, by the time I get this teleportation ability, the thing is, I don't feel compelled to go back. And collect all these coins to get money so I can upgrade. It just got to the point that I didn't feel like I was getting rewarded enough that it's like, you know what, I really want to go back and just like, I want to be like, I want to be completionist here. I really want to upgrade everything here. That's all I want to do. No, it's it just wasn't even that. It's like, I'm at the point, it's like, I got, I feel like I have enough health. I got enough, yeah. you know, little, you know, little bars, uh, three orbs that allow me to do special moves. You know, let's let's just go on to the next boss. I I am just, it gets it gets frustrating. I know I'm sound like I'm hating on this game. It's just that, it it just feels like sometimes it was just more work than enjoyment. And most uh-huh. of my most of my enjoyment I got from was because I played with Ben. I had yeah. somebody else with me. So it sounds like co-op is definitely the way to go there. And I gotta hand it to developers who do handle like collectibles really well because I do think it's a hard thing to do because so many games like collectibles is just not something you want to go after at all but the games that you are like a completion at least for me the game is that when i am a completionist and i do get like everything yeah that means that they handled it really well there are other games where i'm just like i don't care ben did you but, ben, did you ever but, see, oh sorry you know no well i was gonna say some people are want all the trophies or achievements and that's an, another reason why that kind of stuff is there there's yeah, some yeah. There's cool some gamers them. I know. I know some gamers will go back and want to beat everything. And that and that game, probably about five hours uh, to beat for me or for us. I guess we maybe spent a little bit more time because of those boss battles. Yeah. But I think overall it's probably like an eight to ten hour game once you try to find everything in the game. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't know for sure, but I'm I'm looking at the uh, how long to beat uh, game for everything. Yeah. Uh, I used but there's this lot. really cool mode too that's only activated when you play co-op. And that's kind of like a race to the end or collect as many things as you can. That was kind of a cool thing, but we ended up not doing as many of them. We just were like, eh, let's just get back to the main. I think we stopped, we stopped, we, we stopped doing that because <clears throat> when we go back into the actual campaign, it, I didn't notice any contribution for doing that. Like, Oh, was, yeah, that's right. That's right. It was mostly just to like see who could beat each other or get some sort of like ranking online or something like that, which is cool if you have other people playing Outland or whatever. But yeah. yeah see how far you can get or how high you can get or whatever but honestly it wasn't it, it, we, we got to the end of one of those little sidestepping missions or whatever and it was just like shrug I don't know it's like well we had collected so much money and I'm thinking oh my gosh does this money transfer over to the game and then I realized when we, we actually killed one of the enemies or you know broke some of the bases to get money none of that money that we collected in you know that challenge <laughs> transferred over to the campaign and I'm just thinking well, is this then just for like an achievement then? And I'm like, maybe it's just personal preference. I don't know, but I was just like, man, this 
kind of sucks. <laughs> Later on in the game, um, I started getting really good at uh, comboing attacks yeah. as well. And I thought, you know, some. I think Chris asked, you know, how, how did I like fighting and stuff like that. Um, it takes getting used to. There's a learning curve to it. But I think ultimately, um, with all the powers and stuff like that, I think it's fun uh, at its you know, as a whole, I think, I think, um, but that was just my issue though. It it seems like you had to start unlocking a lot of stuff to start unlocking a lot of the fun in combat. I just feel like combat should always be fun from the beginning. It can evolve and change, but I should always be having fun with combat if it's there. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think, uh, other games do that really well. I Um, mean, I, like I said, with Shadow Complex, yeah, I mean, with Shadow Complex, you know, just something, so I can make it just a count with a comparison. Like, I still like the gameplay in general. I mean, I felt it was a lot of fun from the very, you know, from the very beginning. Just, it just had, for me, it just had that drag time a little bit. But other, other than that, it was, it was a blast. With this, it was, you know, it was all right. It wasn't anything extraordinary. I mean, the most fun I started having is when we got that. I think it was that last power up is when we start doing, you know, start shooting that beam. That was like the most fun to me. And but that's like the very last thing to get. So I'm just like, okay. Sometimes too, it got so uh, messy with beams flying everywhere and stuff like that <laughs> that it was hard to actually um, find where I was on the screen, especially when I was so close to SB. Sometimes I actually thought I was SB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh man, and that and that and that can be a problem, you know, because I'm sitting, we're sitting there trying to fight all these monsters and spiders and creatures and all that, and I'm sitting there looking at my character, going, "Wait a second, am I blue or is he blue? I I, I don't know." So you know, that's another one where I was just like, "Ooh man," and, and it probably doesn't help that I'm partially colorblind in any way, but <laughs> but but I can definitely tell the difference between the red and the blue. So I can definitely tell between the polka dots and the stripes, you know. So. <laughs> Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. With that being said, I think we can move into uh, final thoughts. I'm going to let Chris start off since it was his pick. Okay. Um, Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, check check my expectations. I I guess I thought I was going to, this was really going to hit like that real Metroidvania type itch, which, I mean, it has some of that, but I think it might have actually been trying to go for something else. Um, so I'm trying to like really manage my disappointment in that regard, and you know I'm a, I don't want to judge a game for it not being what I thought it was, especially if it's not pretending to be that. Yeah. But for what it is, I, I mean I still think it was a good game. I just thought some of the parts weren't super fun, or you have to get deeper for it to start really getting fun, which. I mean, it isn't too bad because it's a short game. So that's why I'm able to forgive some of that stuff because at least I didn't have to wait several hours for things to start getting interesting. It's just, you know, pacing. You know, even if it's a short game, sometimes things can feel long. But, I, you know, so overall, I, I would end up actually giving it a 7. I think that's good. All righty. Uh, Josh? Yeah, I agree. Um you know, uh, Metroidvania is not really my cup of tea anyway, and, and side-scrollers aren't traditionally uh, a genre of choice for me either. But, uh, you know, that being said, um, the art style was cool. I do think, you know, technically it was executed fairly well for what they were trying to do, but, you know, all the things that we've said as far as progression, not having any sort of reward, um, 
you know, the, I don't know, there weren't as many abilities and things, you know, just not enough interesting uh, additions to the gameplay, I guess, to keep keep me wanting to play. So, uh, you know, I think it's a little bit above your average, just it's a platformer mm-hmm. game um, because of, you know, some of the interesting gameplay mechanics where you're switching from whatever it was, good to evil or blue to red. <laughs> I don't know what that was really supposed to be, but... You're blue and then you're red. So uh, I, I'm going to go with a 6.5. All righty. <laughs> Benteen. Uh, Housemark uh, made a great downloadable title. It's $10. I think I got my $10 worth out of it just playing through it twice. I definitely enjoyed <laughs> I definitely enjoyed playing it a second time with Espy, sir. And, uh, Thank you. And, Thank you. And, and, and I, I mean, it, w- it was fun just sitting there, like, talking back and forth with Espy. And, and having a good time there. I think I think the developers made a game that was that had a lot of great mechanics to it that were interesting and different and that's what I'm looking for. It's a brand new property. Little Lucy Goose on the story and the and some of the other um, boss battles and stuff like that that get kind of like ridiculously hard, but that could use a little tweaking. If they ever wanted to make a sequel, I would be open to playing it. I really would. Or or, or if the developer made something else. Um, yeah, whatever they make so, next. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll keep that. an eye out for it. But yeah, I just I just wanted to put out there that that like, you know, there are a few things loose that, here and there. But other than that, it's a great presentation, and and uh, I like the I like the the fun. I don't know if I'd, I'd ever after playing it twice now. I don't know if I'd ever revisit it. But again, it's ten dollars. I think it. I think it in this sense, it's very somewhat disposable i don't think i don't think that's a mean thing to say but housemark made a made a made a, a great downloadable um that's kind of a sleeper in some ways so i'm gonna give it an eight and hopefully by um by us talking about it other people by what we're saying will go out and and it's only ten dollars guys give it a try like you know try it with a friend or something like that or buy i mean i don't know if you want to do it now now that we're getting new systems but but uh <laughs> give it a, but at least if you if you are planning on being on uh live with your 360 for a little while longer give it a try and try it out with a friend too um and see how you see how you fare cuz um just know that it's really hard and uh and and yeah i think i think housemark did exceptionally well here so good I, job. Would, I would say uh since i don't have a uh, I'm just happy that I played on the 360 mainly because of a headset. Um, I don't have a PS3 headset by any means, but if you do, uh, it's highly recommended. It's highly recommended, especially if you play co-op. After uh, playing two levels, you know, beating the first two levels on single player and then actually basically going through the whole game with the exception of the uh, boss battle on co-op with Ben... Uh, that's I would I would actually recommend playing it because that additional mechanic of having to rely on your partner a lot, or and really be on the same screen with each other, it, it did bring it 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 made it it did make it interesting for lack of a better word. I'll say that uh, there are times uh, the power ups are nice. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like sometimes um, they just sometimes they weren't that interesting. It's or the bosses or the you know, your lackeys weren't that interesting. Uh, I would say some of the jumping mechanics alone, I thought I knew how to jump from wall to wall, but apparently I don't. Mm-hmm. I just suck. I just, I was god-awful at it. I don't know why. It was like in Prince of Persia, I could run across walls with ease and jump from wall to wall and, and crap, but now the side Coming from Mega Man SB, goddammit. I know, exactly. Uh. 
Exactly. I had an easier time from wall to wall, jumping on side to side off a wall in Mega Man X games, but <laughs> but this oh, game. All we hear is where, where, where. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I got good comparison. <laughs> but overall, the presentation was really nice. It was really beautiful to look at. Uh, I didn't go in much detail about the music, but um, I had listened to it online, and unfortunately, it doesn't really stand out in the game. But as a, as a loan, it's very beautiful. It's really nice to listen to. But other than that, uh, I'm gonna have to give it a seven because um, I feel like making a comparison and just being on its own a comparison to Shadow Complex. I gave Shadow Complex a seven point five, and this game a seven. Uh, they're very they're they're similar in, they're very similar aspects, and I just feel like when I think about the two, I, I had more fun in Shadow Complex because I felt like I was constantly getting rewarded. And you thought Shadow Complex was only slightly better. It's slightly better. It's slightly huh. better. <laughs> it's slightly better. But uh, better than that, it's. I would say, yeah, give, go ahead and give it a whirl if, if you really want to. I mean, I had fun playing with Ben, and I always, I always have a joy, you know, gaming with Ben in general. So, especially if it's the type of game that you like. Mm-hmm. No, so. Anyway, well, I think that will do it for us for Outland. So, thank you guys. Yeah. But on a final note, one final note, I would just say, if there are other games like this that you have not played, a la um, Shadow Complex or Castlevania Symphony of the Night or Super Effing Metroid, play those first if you have the opportunity. Yeah. That's the sequel, right? Super Effing Metroid. Super Effing Metroid. Yes. Okay. We'll look. We'll look out for that sequel. That's the Game Genie version. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh, man. Oh, Game Genie. Talk about old school nostalgia, man. Nice. Oh, man. Well, our next episode is actually a listener's choice. It's episode 25, and it's my buddy from Welp That Suck. It's Ryan Picard's pick, It's and we are playing Heavy Rain. Oh, nice. Yeah. You're a gammy killer. Or a gammy killer. about this one. Yeah. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> Audience, now remember, if you've been playing games... For you know, if you are around our age or older and you've been playing games since you were a kid, just just know this is going to challenge the notion of what a game, what a video game proper is. Yeah, I, I've only played uh, you know the first hour or so of it, but if you've ever wanted to take a shower and put on your clothes and have a cup of coffee in a game, <laughs> you can't. Oh, Josh, it gets so much better. It does. It really does. Can you clip your toenails? Because then it gets bad again. <laughs> No, no, no. There's eventually, eventually, you help your wife with groceries. <laughs> There's oh, a so point cool. right there, right? That's the yeah, you like, like the bag's about to drop, and she's like, oh no, and you, you have to push the button in time, and you catch it. Oh. Hopefully you, you get stop. into the story, because that, all that stuff is supposed to be kind of a story set up. Yeah, so. it, is, it is really cool, though, having set up. But you haven't gotten to... Have you actually gotten through the whole mall sequence? Yeah, I did. I already got through all that. Okay. <laughs> the kid runs away. The kid runs away and Josh goes, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Pretty much. I live on the edge of my seat, guys. The edge of my seat. That's cool. Uh, Where's oh. the balloon? Where's the balloon? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. I already know how this one's going. Alrighty. <laughs> Well, uh, Josh, Ben, Chris, thank you for joining me this evening, uh, as well to the listeners for tuning in. And next time, when we're, when we're back, we'll be discussing Heavy Rain, episode 25, with special guest Ryan Picard. 
thank you very much. We're signing off. Peace. We're out. Can you guys hear me? Hey, loud and clear, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, that's amazing. Wow, what's up? Oh, I uh, I ran these headphones through the washing machine, and they still work. Oh, awesome. Were they made by Samsung? Is that why? Apple. <laughs> Far better than Samsung. Is Samsung an American product? No, Samsung. Then I don't want to have a... anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would go quite that positive, but you know, we can talk about it when you get. Yeah, someone's TV is really. You're, you're at the school. Loud. Super loud. <laughs> yeah, that TV is fucking loud. Oh, that's okay. That's my TV now. I'll go to a different room. I can Skype with my Samsung Galaxy phone. <laughs> I, 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 I like how he's plugging his Samsung Galaxy phone all right. the time. <laughs> this is going to be an ad for the Samsung Galaxy S3 for pretty soon here. Hey. Or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Just a second, I want to get to another room here real quick. He can still do the intro. I, uh, I don't, you can probably still hear the TV. Hang on a second. Yeah. The TV's really like that, her, his phone's picking up that TV pretty bad. Well, it's, it's, it's because of how qual- how high quality the mic is on my Samsung <laughs> headset. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I just use my Astro gaming headset. Josh has no. Josh, this is like fuck you, Apple all the way. <laughs> Apple to the death of me. <laughs>